listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. That Dodger's just another bad guy. Why don't you just tell me what really happened? They took one look at me and decided I was the guy. That guy could still be out there. I have some friends that could help. We are going to need a confession from Dr. Shrinker. I think we got bigger problems. You okay, guys? We're two inches tall, Caitlin! Yeah, I'm like Cisco size now. Look what you did. You're still annoying at this height. You guys are going in the hamster cage. It's a brand new episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and I sit down to discuss the DC triple shot on the CW. Glenn, welcome back. I'm sorry you had to watch some of these episodes last week without even being able to talk about them. Uh, did you have any particular thoughts on any of the shows from last week? Uh, I thought Black Lightning was pretty good. Yeah, I. So you weren't you weren't a. Uh, you weren't won over by the the Ralph Dibney themed uh, episode of The Flash. Yeah, I mean it was all right. Um, Boy, was it goofy. Yeah, but I don't know. I thought it was goofy, and because we talk about how much we love Legends of Tomorrow, and that show is goofy as well. But this felt like goofy on a different level. I don't know. A, not a not a particularly great. Level of silliness. I don't know. Uh, and Arrow was slightly better, I thought, than the previous episode that we talked about. But I don't know. It's uh, still on the chopping block, I suppose, isn't it, Glenn? For uh, when Legends returns, you have. Not, I, I presume you haven't been sufficiently uh, inspired to continue watching the show. It's not that I won't continue to watch it. I just don't want to uh, be as rigorous as when I have to watch it. Ah, I see. You, like, you, you don't mind keeping up to date with it, but at this point, it's not worth putting in the effort to remember everything about the episode. And form. Well, like, I'd rather watch it at my own pace. If that means gotcha, gotcha. I watch it all when it ah, eventually goes on Netflix, then yes. I'll watch it all then. Like, I hear you. That's I, my thing. I have reached that stage with many shows. Uh, I'm yeah. planning on doing that with Gotham at some point, too, because I... I, I, we've all heard that it's gotten ridiculous in a good way, so you know I'll uh, maybe I'll take some time to catch up on it and see if we've we we ended up missing the boat by canceling that podcast. We'll find out, I guess, at some point. Have you gone back to watch any of it, by the way, out of curiosity? No, no, me neither. It's on my it's in my queue. I just haven't I haven't gone back to it. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's. Keep... There are too many things that I think that'll be good that I want to watch that I haven't watched. Ah, that there you go. until I get to some of those things, I can't justify watching it. I hear you. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's keep up with uh, what we're currently watching: The Flash, season four, episode twelve, called "Honey, I Shrunk Team Flash." Uh, Cecile develops telepathic abilities as a result of her pregnancy, combined with dormant dark matter in her cells, which Caitlin assures her will only be temporary. In prison, Barry learns 
that Goldberg is innocent of robbery, hom- the <laughs> robbery homicide. He was uh, that uh, he was, I guess they thought he did, but he really didn't. Uh, this other guy did it. Silbert Rundine uh, is the man who did it, uh, a.k.a. Dwarf Star. And uh, Goldberg has been in prison for 15 years for it. Uh, Barry asked the team to look into the case. Rundine turns out to uh, be one of those bus metas with the ability to shrink and enlarge objects, and he shrinks Cisco and Ralph while escaping. Harry's uh, attempted cure backfires, and Caitlin determines that if they are not re-enlarged or embiggened within a certain time period, their bodies will explode, I guess. Uh, the team confronts Rundine at a warehouse where Harry tricks him into re-enlarging Ralph and Sisko. Rundine is arrested but refuses to confess to his earlier crime. Barry gathers that even if Goldberg went free, he would be unhappy in the city uh, as he was in prison. He wishes to live in a secluded Chinese village but fears that he will never get there. That's oddly specific and weird. Uh, after Joe assures him that he'll always do his best, Barry uses his speed to take Goldberg to this village in China where he can live out his dream. After discovering Barry is the Flash, the warden locks Barry in the prison's metahuman wing, intending to sell him to Amunet. What did you think of this episode, Glenn? Uh... Yeah, I had a similar feeling as well. About this episode, like there are things I liked about it, mm-hmm. but I can't believe that they would make Cecile that oblivious to what the obvious problems would be. Mm-hmm. Oh, with her telepathic abilities, yeah, she just can't figure out why anybody would have. I, I thought it would bring us closer. What the hell are you talking about? Like that's. <laughs> The dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I can read every single one of your thoughts. Wouldn't that be a good thing? Like, even the random back-of-your-head thoughts that fleetingly go in and out of your head that you don't even realize you're having? You know, who wouldn't think that that's great? Yeah. And I would never judge you, baby. What? <laughs> Except she was. And she wanted to yeah. go to, like, counseling and... Yeah. Uh, ay ay ay. There was too much of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I, I also didn't like the fact that it's just... Like, they tried thing. to play it off as goofy, but it was just yeah. so tone deaf. I didn't even like that it was a thing. Like, do we really need to give everybody on this show superpowers? Well, I think the idea is now that she's telepathic, whenever his new body starts to give out, then he's going to try and jump into her. Ah. And maybe go and, and be the baby. Maybe. Um, I mean, and they are saying that all, you know, they are finally... I, mean, I guess it'd be a weird uh, tie-in to Boss Baby, but yeah. <laughs> they are. Uh, I mean, that movie is weird enough on its own. I don't think we need to include any more uh, comic book silliness to it, but the uh, look, at least I will say this. I'm happy that they're at least getting back to the thinker story. Because uh, they uh, they took a break from that, basically, for these couple of episodes. And that they finally started getting back to talking about how this all has to be happening for a reason. It's all part of his plan or whatever. I'm more interested in following that story than these side tales. Uh, as 
I guess as uh, cute as it was to see, uh, you know, like a recognizable, uh, as, as a wrestling fan, a recognizable face in these last two episodes, uh, <laughs> Goldberg is not a great actor. Uh, like his story, I didn't really care about his story. It was, it's, it seemed really weird and super oddly specific that he has this village in China he wants to go live in. Uh, just all of this stuff just seemed weird and I just want to move on from it. I don't know. It was, this, this didn't work for me. Very little in this episode worked for me, uh, at all. Uh, I'm kind of feeling like these last two episodes have felt like a downturn. Uh, in the season for me. I don't know. This this whole... Actually, that's I stand corrected. This whole second half of the season has felt weird. I felt like they they left on a very high note that was uh, had me very interested to see where things are going to go. And uh, I thought putting him in prison would create a really interesting thing, but it really... Not really. It kind of hasn't. I don't know. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? I, I, yeah, I wasn't thrilled with this episode. Do you have any other thoughts on the episode? No, I mean, like, uh, oh, one thing I, I thought was cool that they did was they changed the voices of Cisco and Ralph, like, to their proportion. I thought uh, that oh, was... Oh, yes, yes. That was a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Ralph got stepped on like he was gum. Yeah. Some bad they... CG in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, there was. They put him in the Lego set, and they were like... <laughs> they did. Like, like, what's this? Why do you have a Lego set? Oh, this is <laughs> represent when I was going to get murdered last year. Yeah, yeah. Why did they keep that? I don't know. I they probably just didn't mess with it. It keeps some weird things around there. Uh, yeah. I'm still baffled at how this place makes money. Oh, the Star Labs? Yeah. Why do they? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the villain of the week thing, I don't know, it was, it was fine, uh, I suppose. I like how it was this Rundine guy who committed the crime, and, like, they, they try to shoehorn it in that it's like, oh, well, they could have been mistaken. Like, they show this picture of him, yeah. like, in his apartment where he used to be muscular, even though they really don't look anything alike, aside from the fact that they are white and bald men. Other than that, hey man, they... maybe they were trying to make a point. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe white, white people look, you know, all white people look the same. So mm-hmm. maybe they're trying to make an awful point. I yeah. don't know. Uh, <laughs> they they really. I mean, if that's the hill they want to die on, then <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, they. Uh... But you know what? It would have been funnier. Now that I say this, what muscular white men that are bald? Yeah, it should have been freaking. Uh, Mick. Oh, that would have been way better. Yeah. And believable as well. Uh at least I at least I enjoyed that when they ran into this guy who can shrink shit and and uh embiggen shit, that they at least thought to mention Ray Palmer, like, oh we tried to contact him, but for some reason we can't. Uh, you know, because of the show's still on hiatus. Yeah. Uh so we can't get a hold of him while they're not filming episodes. Uh, but I like that. I like that they, they bothered to even bring it up. I like so. how he just like threw things out of his coat pocket. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and to be honest, a good use of, uh, a good use of a Felicity name drop because she worked at Palmer tech. 
when he was developing the suit stuff. So she might true, have true. some things. So the you know kudos to the show in that regard. But those are all kind of like minor props uh, in an episode that wasn't bad or anything. But I'm just finding myself becoming rapidly disinterested in everything that they're doing right now. Uh, hopefully this whole Barry in prison thing, it doesn't seem like it's going to last much longer because the warden of the prison turns out to be selling metahumans to Amunet, so it seems like Barry's going to be getting out of prison actually relatively quick. So Yeah, I mean, Parker's a bad guy anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we shall see, but uh, I don't know. Do you have a, a score for uh, Honey, I Shrunk, Team Flash? Uh, like but, a two and three quarters. I was gonna say this. Uh, that episode title hinted at a much more fun episode than what we actually got. Yeah. Like uh, you, you didn't shrink Team Flash. You shrunk like two members of Team Flash. But whatever. Uh, you said two and three quarters. That's a, yeah. That's about what I would give this episode as well. Just shy of a, just shy of a three. A strong two and three quarters uh, or a weak three. Uh, it was it was there. Hopefully next week uh, things ramp back up again. Let's talk about Black Lightning, Season 1, Episode 3, called Lawanda, The Book of Burial. These are my streets, and nobody messes with my streets. It's time for us to take our lives back. I fight the best way I know how. Here comes Black Lightning. Everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody want to die. death, Freeland's local reverend plans to orchestrate a peace march in the light of the 100's crime waves, uh, much to the dismay of Jefferson Pierce and Inspector Henderson. As Anissa meets uh, Grace Choi and still works out uh, the limits to the abilities that she has developed, Tobias... Uh, is have, have they said Tobias's last name out loud? Is it Whale? Is it Wale? I've not heard. It's spelled it's whale. whale. Okay. Yeah, it's whale. Toby Whale uh, instructs one of his minions to commit a massacre on the Peace March as a way to rise to the ranks to make up for the late Lala's repeated failures. In order to protect the Peace Marchers, even when the members of his own families will be in it, Black Lightning tests his new gear in a training sequence to keep the Peace Marchers from being killed. Though Black Lightning succeeds in stopping the assailant, Tobias was nearby as his female underling shoots the reverend. The bullet goes through him and also hits Khalil. Uh, at the hospital, Jefferson sees the mixed news about the opinions on Black Lightning from Peace Marchers and Inspector Henderson. 
Uh, Peter, back at the tailor shop, deletes evidence that Tobias was the one responsible for the Reverend and Khalil being shot. Back at the hospital, Lynn asks Anissa about her lack of her lack of being around, which is not a good way to phrase that, uh, and that uh, she will always be there if she needs to talk about anything, uh, uh, talk about everything that's been going on. Jefferson and Jennifer tell them that the Reverend is doing well and that Khalil was shot in the spine, meaning that he won't be able to walk again. As Jefferson embraces his family, he continues to see news about Black Lightning as other peace marchers praise his heroic actions. So, what did you uh, what did you think of this week's episode? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, I really am liking the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Tobias Well is a uh, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah. He says some incredibly awful things that I'm like, yeah. wow, I'm really surprised CW would do this. I agree. Uh, but I also think, in turn, he's kind of the standout character in the show. He's the one I find most interesting so far. Uh, I'm hoping they don't shuffle him off like they did Lala, because they, they reveal relatively soon into this episode that Tobias doesn't seem to be the the head, head honcho. The, the head honcho here as well. Um, although it, you know, I'll say this: this also felt very uh, Luke Cage to me in the sense that, like, one of the big bad guys was really uh, this, you know, local politician woman who seems really nice on the front, but underneath is not and that's sort of like what I don't, I don't i don't even know if they mentioned her name uh, uh oh gosh queen something yeah i want to say queen b but that's beyonce that's beyonce so. of course and there is only one of them uh but yeah 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 they uh she if she felt very much like like that she had that that affront on where she didn't feel like a stereotypical crime boss. She seemed like a normal, average, nice person who happens to be running uh, uh, I guess a crime family or, or something along those lines. Uh, but I'm hoping he, Tobias, sticks around because he's a fascinating character. Uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't think of it so much as like uh, he was an underling of hers. Mm-hmm. I think she's more of like the money kind of flows through her. Like maybe she's uh, like an maybe. accountant that mm-hmm. works with other gangs. Perhaps. But given where their stance is, she's kind of like, hey, you know, business is good. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. Because even, like, the way he was talking to her, like, he wasn't necessarily talking to her too much as a subordinate. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like she was, like, an advisor of sorts. Yeah. Uh, you know, and even though Arrow has a lot of gunplay in it, this show feels a lot more violent than any of the other shows. Including oh, yeah. it. Uh, I mean, it seems super violent. Um, I think, as I mentioned uh, last week in the... He curb-stomped a guy last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, like, as I mentioned in the, the solo episode uh, that I recorded last week, it's like... It's kind of like a bloodless version of The Punisher, because it's not gory. But it's about, it's, you know, it feels like a very Punisher-esque show with, in terms of the amount of violence in it. 
and there's there's quite a bit of it unabashed violence uh it just doesn't go to the gory lengths that uh you know because it's on cw it, it probably can't yeah but uh yeah in that way this show continues to feel very different from uh from everything else it's it feels weirdly grounded, but ridiculous at the same time. I think it feels more ridiculous because the Black Lightning suit is kind of a ridiculous-looking suit. But, yeah. uh, you know, if that was like a more grounded design, maybe, um, I would enjoy it even further. But, yeah, so it's it's got this weird uh, tone to it that feels oddly more real than some of the other shows do. Which, well, again, I think it... go ahead. Let's say I think it's just like everything they've done so far, mm-hmm. whether it's with violence or um, the way the characters interact with each other. There's been consequences, yeah, to everything, uh, like collateral damage. Mm-hmm. And I know they do that in some shows, and they always talk about it. But with this one, it's like very uh, specific. Yeah, you know. It's not just some fleeting thing of like, oh, distrust. It's, oh, well, since Black Lightning came out, stop that guy from getting shot. Well, there's a secondary plan. He, they were still going to shoot the guy, but not Black Lightning because they want to make him out to be the, mm-hmm. hopefully get people to turn against him, you know. Yeah. So it's just, it's, everything seems more deliberate, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and I think... Uh... I uh, I feel like we are definitely moving towards um, Anissa and uh, her sister Jennifer. Uh, I I, I blew his blanket on her sister's name. Yeah, I'm, I feel I like I don't hear her sister's name enough, but I definitely hear Anissa because they always talk about how she's not there. Yes, uh, I feel like we're definitely moving towards because they're definitely painting this divisive picture around Black Lightning that uh, he's too uh, divisive a figure or character or, or something. The, they're, I, I feel like they're, they're sort of rolling the snowball down the hill to eventually uh, replace him as the, the, main, the main character. Uh, and I'm still unsure how I feel about that, but uh, you know, I'm willing to, willing to let the show play itself out uh, a, a bit more to to see where to see where things land. Um, these all also feel kind of very contained compared to everything else. Even uh, like the the Flash, which uh, or or even or even Arrow. This feels far more contained than all. Of, this doesn't feel like there's a huge overarching. Uh, it just you just get the sense that in this neighborhood and it feels like almost completely confined to this neighborhood that there's a, a crime problem and it needs to be dealt with. But, uh, in that, yeah. So I guess in that way it's, it's super, it feels a lot tinier and more claustrophobic compared to, uh, flash or arrow or any of those other shows too. Uh, I think it's good that it feels, very separate, but I was going to say I I think all of these things combine uh, to fit into my theory that I don't see this show crossing over with any of the others. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, maybe it will, but I just it doesn't feel like it's 
gonna? I don't know. Do you do you feel like do you see it happening at some point? Do you see them crossing? I guess it really depends on how well the show does, right? Uh, ratings wise, <clears throat> if it will if it'll do any crossover. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the last thing you said? Oh, I was uh, just wondering if you think that there is any chance that they're going to do uh, crossover stuff, unless uh, I don't know because they the show's uh, success. They, they name dropped uh, the Outsiders, mm-hmm. and then they talked about that might be their name and Arrow. So I don't know if it's a where they're going to put it in as far as a universe. They haven't really said. Because mm-hmm. they've made a difference because, like, Freeland is, like, Black Lightning really works out of Metropolis. Yeah. He just does more of the street stuff that Superman doesn't deal with. So mm-hmm. they've already made a distinction there. So well, I don't know. As far, uh, as, as, far as ratings go, uh, and this is following The Flash, this is... Black Lightning is doing better ratings than Arrow is, and uh, following The Flash, it is only losing a tiny amount of The Flash's audience when it goes from uh, episode to episode. That's good. I mean, I really like it. I think it'll work better in this time slot than uh, Legends, just because I feel like you're. I feel like you're not watching the same thing back to back. Like whereas Flash and uh, Legends is kind of goofy. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, from what I've seen of Supergirl, I, if if they're going to make it officially on Mondays with Supergirl, mm-hmm. I feel like Legends and Supergirl would tie in better than uh, having The Flash be its lead-in. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, what would you give uh, this uh, episode of Black Lightning, Glenn? Like four. Wow. Uh, maybe four and a quarter. Okay. Uh, I, I think, one thing I really like that they're doing... Uh, I like that Anissa's getting her powers, but she's kind of a shitty person. Mm. She's really <laughs> selfish. Yes. Um, she's gonna have to go through that Thor, uh, yeah, that Thor phase where she has to learn responsibility and compassion and selflessness. Yeah, because it seems like you know when she's talking about marches and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It always seems like a lot of it comes from like, look at me doing good. Yes. Like, her motivations are corrupt. Yes. Even if she's doing good works. Yeah. Um, but she's a kid, so. No, no, not the not the little kid, not the not the younger sister. I'm talking about the older sister. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's the one that's like breaking up with a girlfriend yes. nonchalantly. Yes. Doesn't really like. She doesn't seem to really care about a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the other one, I feel like does care about people, but yes. she's just a kid, so she does have this need to rebel. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not quite there uh, on the same level as you are. I enjoyed the episode, uh, but I gave it three and a half. Mm. Uh, I think it is. I think it is good, but I am not hooked into it quite yet. Um, I'm obviously we will keep watching it, and I certainly like it more than I am liking Arrow, which is what we were going to be talking about next. Uh, season uh, six, episode 12. It's called All for Nothing. Tensions are running high as the threat of the thermobaric bomb continues to loom. Mm. 
we are going to run out of time. How long will the city last before it implodes? out of money to pay Caden James, fearing that he will detonate the bomb. Uh, Vince, who has infiltrated James' organization, uh, that's Vigilante, of course, agrees to enter James' server room to download the data that could lead the teams to find where the bomb is located. Uh, despite being successful in transmitting the data to Felicity, he is identified as the traitor caught and tortured by Anatoly. Uh, the location of the bomb is revealed, but... Dinah, Curtis, and Renee all decide to not follow Oliver in order to save Vigilante. However, Caden James anticipated this and uses Vince's bait. Dinah is immobilized because of some rubble collapsing on top of her, and she is forced to watch as Black Siren executes him via scream. Uh, lacking the manpower, Green Arrow and Spartan are unable to retrieve the bomb before it is moved to a new location. However, they retrieve the proof that Caden claims, showing that Green Arrow killing his son uh, was falsified using the same technology that was used to forge the picture that exposed Oliver as the Green Arrow, implying another adversary is operating behind the scenes. Uh, what did you think of this latest episode in which the team fails to work together to solve a problem, Glenn? Uh, I liked... I mean, not the flashbacks, because I don't know why they felt the need to show me that when mm -hmm. I pretty much got the gist of it the half dozen other times they told me what happened. Uh, oh, with Vigilante and Dinah? Yeah. Yeah. I liked the present-day vigilante stuff mm-hmm um i like his whole trying to get that and then they torture him and all that kind of stuff yes uh what i thought was weird with the laurel thing i feel like he's not dead i feel like it's gonna be a bait and switch is like she did just enough to make it look like he was dead but not kill him yeah because they are teasing that with laurel right that she's not yeah. all bad yeah. Yeah. Uh, but everything else was just dumb. Like, <laughs> how many times did they feel the need in an episode to be like, uh, yeah, what's your information to get this done? Oh, yeah, my team can handle it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is yeah. stupid. I So dumb. Like, it's just I, so stupid. And I feel like they're also asking me to care about the feelings of characters I don't know very well. I don't really know that much about Dinah Drake, and I feel like they were asking me to feel really bad for her. I mean, like, on the plain, simple human level of, you know, oh, it, it sucks to lose somebody you care about, or to at least think that you've lost somebody that you care about, but I don't really know anything about these. I feel like, in some ways, I feel like we've only gotten the very, very tiniest of introductions to who these people even are. They yeah. used to be police officers. They worked together. I think they liked each other or were in maybe a relationship with one another. I don't know. And yeah, I don't know. It feels like a very thin veneer and they're trying to get us to really, uh, to really care about it. And that actually got me thinking about how little I kind of know about a lot of the characters on this show. 
with the exception of, you know, Oliver and Felicity and Diggle, I would say, who have sort of been around since the beginning. Yeah. Um, you get a broad sense of who they are, even though it's a very muddled and muddy sense of who they are, because it feels like the show has those characters all over the place these last six years. Uh, but all these other people, I feel like we don't spend enough time with them. Renee, maybe, uh, Wild Dog, or and Curtis, I think we've got like bits of. Um, I don't know. At least it's not Ragman. He's gone, right? He's not coming back anytime uh, soon. He might come back. I don't know. Uh, um, oh, I thought this show was about uh, the same as last week's episode. It was better than uh, episode 10 when the show came back from its winter break. And uh, I don't know. It, this show has this show had me thinking, and I like Ben Linus. I what's Ben Linus's real name, Glenn? Michael Emerson. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Wow, I I need to apologize to him because for some reason, when I look at him, all I ever think or see is Ben Linus. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, I, I know his name, but I've always just called him Ben Linus. I haven't seen him in a lot of other things. He was on that show with Jesus Christ. Um, Jim Caviezel? Yeah, a uh, person of interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Is he just really good at playing Ben Linus? Does he play anything else? Because when I was watching him in this, I just uh, it all of a sudden hit me. The reason I keep thinking of him as Ben Linus, especially in this, is that it feels like he's playing the exact same character in this show. That might be what they asked him to do. Oh, quite possibly. Is Have you seen Person of Interest? Is he like that in that show? No, he's like a good guy. He's like his helper hacker person. Okay. Does he talk in the same inflection with the same No, face? no, no, no. He doesn't talk like slow and stuff. Yeah, cuz He's got different cow. ranges cuz in the um you know the the Dark Knight Returns animated movies, he's the guy who plays the Joker in them. Oh, for real? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. I mean, you can tell it's him because, like, you can hear his voice. But no, I mean, he yeah. he's got some range. It just I feel like they're wanting him to do Ben Linus. Okay, because that is all I could think of in this episode. Was like, that's all I could think of. Which to me, I mean, works in this. So yeah, to a degree, but weird. Yeah, enough, the only thing. Yeah, there's some things where it doesn't quite fit. But what it what it what it made me want to do? It had me wishing I was watching Lost instead of Arrow. Yeah, whenever Lost was good, like those first couple seasons. Yeah, look, I, I look, I'm I'm in the, I'm an outlier. I like the majority of Lost, but uh, yeah, it, and, and compared to this show, a lot more. But yeah, yeah, I mean that's the thing is like, I think why people always think of it as disappointing is just because like there was no resolution. They took the easy yes. way out. Yes. Um, but. No, they they didn't answer them. They didn't open the mystery box. Yeah, I mean, well, the last. I mean, not to go off on a tangent. That's not just how bad Arrow is, but uh, <laughs> like my favorite episode of the whole show was the was in the last season. Oh, of uh, Lost. Yeah, it was the Richard episode. Hmm. I I I mean, I don't remember it off the top of my. You know, head, Richard, the guy who just who had always looked like he had eyeshadow and like never aged. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You find out, like, he was, like, going to be sold off as a slave and that kind of stuff. Mm, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. 
Yeah, that's my favorite episode. I kind of liked all of that flashbacky stuff on the island. But, yeah, anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> We're supposed to be talking about the guy who shoots arrows at people. Also, that doctored footage that they showed of him, what the F. <laughs> that looked so bad. Well, you know, you can fool anybody these days. That looked what with how gullible so is. bad. Of uh, the doctored footage. That is dumbest. Uh, and not, it's a close up of just his upper body yeah, yeah, shooting yeah. an arrow with another camera next to it showing an arrow go through a guy's body. That is the dumbest thing I've ever <laughs> seen. Fooled like, them. if anything, Fooled I wish James. it was. I wish it was a faraway shot of just showing him shoot an arrow. You see a straight arrow go through a building, and then you can show the shot of a guy getting hit. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But. Didn't go that route. No. Tried to get fancy with it. So dumb. <laughs> they should have hired George Lucas for this. He's really good at uh, adding in these uh, these CG elements. Very seamless. Uh, into his into his work, so maybe they should have gone. I'm, that just, route. I'm really curious who they're going to say is the one who doctored the photos. Yeah. Well, I'm uh I'm expecting it to be Diggle or somebody else, so they can split from the team. That's true. Maybe it's Felicity. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> that would be something, actually. I uh, it would look if if she went. Or bad, why is you all to myself? Like we just find out she's just cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Yeah. Or if she's just bad, I mean, she could just finally come out and say, like, look, I'm glad I nuked that city. Not to bring uh, up a show that, like, I don't watch anymore and I loved at first, so then it just got to be too damn long. Uh, once upon a time, mm-hmm. there's a part where... That's still on, isn't it? Yeah, it's still going. Like, are half the like cast their... is switched over, too. Like, half are the cast in... is gone. Are they in, like, their 12th season now? Uh, I think it's, like, 7 or 8. Wow. And, uh, but anyways, there's a part, which, cause they have a lot of people from Lost on the show, cause it's some of the writers from Lost who made it, mm-hmm. but they, uh, <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West kills Maid Marian, you know, Robin Hood's girlfriend, yeah. and kind of essentially transports her body into her, mm-hmm. so at the point of what happened, it was like almost almost a whole season of her being made Marion. And so she has sex with Robin Hood and then um, they have a baby and whatnot. And that's where I feel like that'd be really cool in this episode if we find out, like, when she put that chip in her back Mm -hmm. uh, to make her walk again. It was like a Dr. Octavius thing. The chip takes over and she's, like, bad. Like, just Uh. something really, really dumb uh, that fits into this dumb show. I'd be pretty excited about. (laughs) Uh, well, let's see. We'll see if they go that route. I, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think it will, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, what would you give this episode of Arrow, Glenn? Uh, like a two. Ooh, wow. You were, you were way less kind than I it's was. Just, I, it's dumb. Like, how many times do we have to hear teamwork makes a dream work? Like, I just. That's true. It's just stupid. Uh, I went two and three quarters. Uh, I gave it the the same as I uh, gave uh, The Flash this week. Uh, is there? Is fine. 
I think some of it is maybe they've just worn me down with this whole the team can't work together stuff. You know, as long as they don't get back together anytime soon and then split up again, I'll accept it and move on. That's, that's the congratulations, Arrow. You've worn me down. Uh, before we take off, uh, I'd like to thank the sponsor for this week's episode, Fandango. Head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Fandango. Pick yourself up some movie tickets or gift card for the movie fan in your life. Uh, lots of movie uh, openings uh, and some pre-orders going on. You can get tickets to go see things like Winchester, which Glenn tells me he heard was not so good. Uh, Maze Runner, The Death Cure, pre-order tickets for Black Panther, which is getting a lot of uh, early rave reviews. Jumanji, you can still uh, see, I'm guessing, in a few places, including The Greatest Showman. Well, considering it was the, it's supposed to be number one movie this weekend again, I think you'll see it, yeah. Wow. Is there anything The Rock can't propel to, like, high heights uh baywatch oh that's true that is true he did not propel baywatch um okay so he his success rate is not 100 percent uh but it's still it's still pretty good i'd say uh you can pick up your tickets uh we get a kickback anytime you use our link at cinemageekly.com slash fandango uh, or click the Fandango link at the top of the page. Uh, you don't have to spend any extra. We get a kickback uh, even on uh, even on a purchase of just one ticket, which, I mean, I would recommend getting way more than one ticket or getting a gift card, but every little bit helps. Uh, I think that's a wrap. Glenn, maybe we should tell people to head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show. Yeah. Uh, check it. That's a good idea, and... Uh, Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, uh, Stitcher. Uh, we're gonna we're on every place that you can find good podcasts. Uh, just search for Flashing Arrow and hit subscribe. And we will be back next week to talk about the Flash season four, episode thirteen, called "True Colors." Uh, Black Lightning episode. Oh my gosh! Are they just uh, gonna play Phil Collins the whole episode? <laughs> Maybe. Black Lightning Season 1, Episode 4, called Black Jesus and Arrow. Episode uh, 13 of Season 1, called The Devil's Greatest Trick. 